Welcome to the Roundtable with Abram and Aisha. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are really glad to be here. We have a special show today. Um, we are in Passover week, and we asked for a special guest. And that guest is my friend who turned into my sister-in-law. And because her, of me. Because of you. Yeah. Because of me. When did you have to do anything with that? She married my brother, not your brother. Oh, Exacto Mundo. Well, you know, everybody wants credit, so. But anyhow, <laughs> we uh, have a special guest, and her name is Elizabeth, a.k.a. Liz, Lizzie, Lizette, Foster. I call them all those names. <laughs> so I'm going to let her uh, say hello, and then we'll talk about why she is here. Hello, everyone. I am excited to be here. Um, a little nervous, but excited. Thank you all for having me. What's there to be nervous about? We just didn't hear talking. Y'all talk on the phone all day anyway. <laughs> Not all day, but morning. Well, used to. Yeah, so. But that's true. All of the difference is, is that people will hear it now. That's true. That's true. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and get started with the show. A couple of days ago, again, you know, we're in Passover week. Um, it begins today, this evening, actually. And um, but on Sunday, April, whatever it was, fifth or whatnot, I think, as I was talking, I was um, um, praying to the Lord in my prayer time. The thought came to me about Liz joining the show and I wanted her on the show. After I talked with Abram about it, we agreed that, yes, it was a good idea for her to come on the show was because the Lord gave her a um, word or vision. Well, vision first and then followed up the next day with a word. Um, we were in prayer at the beginning of March, I think, what, March 4th. And we had a prayer meeting. It's, it's five ladies that meet together to pray. And um, during that prayer meeting, the Lord gave Liz a vision, and I wanted her to share that vision because I believe it's prevalent right now in where we're at. Um, I believe it's an answer to for many with this COVID-19 deal that's going on, and I believe it's, um, it's right on time when we're in Passover week or Easter slash Resurrection Sunday for Christian, so I believe it all co coincides with it. And after I talked with Abram about it, he said, "Yes, she can come on." So we asked if she would come, and she said yes. So, Liz, why don't you um, share with us what happened on that Wednesday night, and then the following morning? All right. Well, that uh, Wednesday night when we were in prayer, the Lord gave me a vision, and that vision was very simple and forward it was I saw a cage and as I saw the cage and I continued you know praying in the spirit uh, the Lord then said to my spirit spiritual lock-in and you know at that moment it didn't make sense to me nevertheless it was said and so then I went home and you know Asked the Lord, what, what, what does this mean? Yeah, what did you see though? You see it was this, uh, it was a cage. It was a cage. It was this metal cage, titanium, steel, just, it was this large, huge cage with these huge rods, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, it was pretty big. Mm 
So that's what I saw. It was just a cage. And I heard the Lord say, spiritual lock-in. Okay. So then after that, like I said, I went home and I asked the Lord, what, what does this mean? Because it didn't make sense to me, you know? So then as I was praying, spending time with him, he then gave me a word for that. And the word was this revival will come when our homes are in order. Having learned the beauty of seeking Christ first, having learned the beauty of tending to our own business at home, spouses, children, finances, and attitudes, this is where the war begins, at home. Many believers and unbelievers today do not want to deal with a world we cannot see when the world we do see is hard enough to deal with. Then I heard the Lord say, my children today do the opposite wanting, desiring the unseen to escape their reality. Lock yourselves in your own homes, seeking the Father for his order in your own homes. Seek the Lord in spiritual matters concerning godly order for your household first. Stop seeking by means of force. Spiritually lock yourselves in, focusing on Father God's order for your household then you'll see revival awaken in the church. But the spiritual lock-in begins at home with your own families. Wow. You didn't come up with that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. That was all the Lord. Give credit to him. I mean, what a word. I'm yeah. going to have her expound on some of this stuff and what she thought about when the Lord, um, which, which part stuck out most to you, Liz? It was, you know, when the Lord said revival will begin at home first, then it will spread out to the church. You know, that was very significant because, you know, our pastor has taught, we, co we go to church and we go every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and we gather together. But during the week, there, there's that connection with you and the Lord is lost because you become so busy with your everyday mundane things, you know? Um, so that's what really stood out to me, that the Lord was making a point for this spiritual lock-in to begin at home with your family, with your, your husband that may get on your nerves, your children that may irritate you and, you know, they're, they're there to, how do you put it? tried to a marvelous giving yes giving us a marvelous opportunity to walk in love you know because our patience is thin so but the lord said it starts at home before anything can happen in the church it starts at home and the reason it stood out is because the lord says in his word we are his temple we are the temple of the lord so you know, Monday comes for all of us. You know, we go to go to church on Sunday and then Monday comes. Now, Monday is every day now, if you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have to deal with, you know, our children. Now ain't nobody going to work. Everyone's at home. If they're working, you know, some are working from home and some of us are, are not. And so now I feel that we must put what we do on Sunday, on Monday, Tuesday and now we have the time we have no excuses I feel that now there are aren't any excuses for well I had to do this I 
you don't have to do anything. If yeah. you do, it's getting up, you know, logging in, working from home, but you, you are still home. And that dynamic of being home is such different from going out because, yeah. you know, you got the drive time. You, you just, your whole mindset is totally different. And even when um, Aisha is home on Thursdays and Fridays before she's home all week, something is just different, you know, from her being here or gone. Mm -hmm. And now with her being here, there's this different type of of feeling in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, the children have the mother, I have my wife. And then it's almost like I can kind of, I sleep in sometimes, you know, she helps out. Just just the dynamic of being at work and at home is totally different. And now I feel that the Lord is saying, I want to be there in your home. That's good. You know, what um, is amazing to me is the timing of this word that that the Lord gave Liz. This was weeks before. We had no idea. I mean, beginning of March, it wasn't no big hype about the... Yeah, there was no uh, quarantine. Yeah. At all. And and the spread of the coronavirus. It wasn't any of that. You start to really see it maybe a couple of weeks after that. But yet, the Lord showed Liz what was to come. And we didn't even really realize it. We yeah, had we didn't no grasp clue. it. But now that we're in it, it's like, man, Lord, you did exactly what you were. So that's why it's such a awesome thing to be a, a, a Christian, because the Bible says that we are not children of the night. In other words, we won't be caught off guard. Yeah, he said he'll show us things he'll to come. He'll show us things to come. And he did that. And he showed Liz what you need to do when you're in a shelter in place or mm-hmm. a lock-in, if you will. Um, and the Lord knew that there would be a nat- natural lock-in. Yeah. But see, he wanted you to spiritually lock in. And what did he talk about? It, it happens at home. So and what, what's, the, what's even in here in Houston? We have a shelter in place going on. And all around the U.S., there are many people that the cities have shut down, and they have a shelter in place. And what did the Lord say? In your homes. It starts in your homes. Mm -hmm. And so if you come to me in your homes, let me clean up your life. Let me order your steps. Let me rearrange things that should be rearranged. Mm -hmm. Then, then you will see revival. Then you will see death to life. Then you will see everything that you need. There won't be any need or a fear of any type of plague. You know, right now, like I just talked about earlier, we're in Passover season. And what's so significant about Passover season is in the book of Exodus, we um, know that as Jesus, as the Lord was getting ready to um, deliver the Israelites, there were many plagues that came on the land of Egypt. And then that final plague was the death angel that was going to come and take the firstborn son. But in that final plague, the Lord gave specific instructions for the children of Israel. And he told them what they needed to do, how they needed to uh, sacrifice a pure lamb, one without spot or blemish, and how they needed to take that blood and put it over their doorposts and stay inside during this particular night. Because if they did, then the death angel will pass over their home. 
And everyone who did that did not get touched by that death plague. But everyone who did not, that plague hit mm-hmm. them too. And here we are now where there's another plague here. COVID-19 has people frantic all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and we're definitely not saying it's not a real thing or anything there. There, there is a COVID-19 disease and it's a plague, if you will. And here we are in the Passover season. And I, and I want to say that the same blood, the same blood that passed over, that caused, it, caused those plagues to pass over the children of Israel. Well, see, we have a perfect lamb that came into the world. His name is Jesus. He was without sin, without spot or blemish. He is called the lamb of God. See, that Passover years ago was a reflection or a foreshadowing of the Jesus that came. And he came to take our sins and to um, shed his blood so that these plagues, if you will, this COVID-19, if you will, will pass over us as well. And so now we're in this season and everybody has no idea what when is the end? When is this Mm -hmm. going to stop? Yeah, that's a question that, you know, people have in their hearts or in their minds. Yeah. is gonna this is a way of life now? Right. You know, people really like, are we gonna get back to normal? Yeah. You know, people are really stressing over and fearing over that. Yeah. Or that reality was to come. I, I I agree. And yet three weeks before for us here in Houston, three weeks before the shelter in place comes into play, the Lord gives Liz a word on how to beat the COVID nineteen, if you will, or any other plagues that's to come mm-hmm. in your life. And that is to spiritually lock in. Yeah. Spiritually lock in to the things of God. For a sinner, what does that mean? Call on the name of Jesus. For anybody who calls on the name of Jesus, they shall be saved. For a saint, what does that mean? Get your life right. Not you personally get it. How you get your life right is surrendering it to the Lord. And say, Lord, doing me what you want done. Show mm-hmm. me where I missed you. Father, I repent for anything that you that I've done that's not pleasing to your sight. It's a time for us to call on our Passover, to call on the Lamb of God and let that blood wash us and cleanse us. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say something to that. Um, During this time, there's a whole a whole bunch of fear, a whole lot of fear. And our our past uh, podcast, we talked about how to overcome in this day and here's another way liz has brought to us through the spirit of god a spiritual lock-in you know we see that there is so much fear whether the kung flu is is really (laughs) i had to say it i had to put it out there excuse me and so it's really taking on its own um what's the word i'm looking for you know it's just taking on just all manner of uh, a fear a fear factor if you will and it's just overrunning you know the world and so many people are scared and you're like how i'm gonna get past this you know you got people with masks on masks on and 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 gloves and whole nine yards and they're afraid of something that they cannot see we are putting our our faith, if you will, in something that we cannot see. What do we know as Christians? Faith comes by hearing by the word of God and 
and we can't we can't see it, but we believe it. Jesus says, blessed are those who have who believe who have not seen. You also can be cursed as well. If you think about it, a lot of things that Jesus said are principles, if you will. And so now we are we're we're just gravitating to the fear instead of the love and faith of God. You know, um, there's a scripture that says um, talks about faith and love. Now, on the opposite side, I guess you can say we have fear and doubt, you know, and that fear and doubt is just overrunning the world. And we're in America. We can see it more prevalent here. And so if we could just switch sides and turn our hearts to faith and love and knowing that we're coming up on Passover, that his blood, his his name will take care of all of this. There will be no fear. The amount of fear that it is in this world right now. Just imagine if it was the if faith was that same amount or even just even a, Jesus says, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, we have more faith or fear than a mustard seed right now. A lot of people, even Christians, for that matter. And if we just had just a little bit. We would turn the world upside down. The devil would be on hold. He would be like, man, I can't do nothing. These people got so much faith. They got Jesus around them. They got the blood of Jesus. I can't do anything. Well, I guess we'll play some games, you know, in hell. I don't know. But it's like if we had that same amount of faith in God, it would really change the world. And this, what the Lord has given Liz, spiritual lock-in. How do we get that faith? spiritual lock-in how do we Mm -hmm. get from being a lukewarm christian spiritual lock-in how do you get from being an unsaved uh person spiritual lock-in our hearts have to be changed and we had talked about a few podcasts ago that we must dwell in him we talked about how my daughter dwells i dwell with her she dwells with me jesus said says that I'll be in you and you'll be in me. I will dwell in you. And I talked about we must dwell in him. He's going to do his part. He's going to dwell in us. But are we dwelling in him? Now we have a perfect opportunity. We're all dwelling in our houses. We're all with dwelling with our families. Now, Jesus, he's already dwelling with us, those that are saved. And if you are not, he can dwell in you. And you, in turn, can dwell in him, spiritual lock-in. You know, I want to go back to part of what um, Liz's word that the Lord gave to her and and ask Liz to expound on some of these parts. But um, she mentioned that the Lord told her, my my children today do the opposite, Um, wanting, desiring the unseen to escape their reality. Like your lock yourselves in spiritually. Liz, what what did that did the Lord talk to you more about that? What did he mean? And then you said, don't take it by force. What what did you mean? When the Lord showed me that, and uh, well, you know, He spoke it to my spirit, and He He showed me and expounded to my spirit because it was just it was like a download, you know. He just downloaded it, and it was a beautiful day, I tell you. And uh, He said, He showed me rather in the Word that, um, and maybe you, being the Bible scholar, can remind me where that word is because, yes. <laughs> So what he showed me was that we tend to we tend to come to the door, we tend to come to Jesus, but 
instead of knocking, you know, instead of knocking and saying, Jesus, let me in. I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be with you. I want to learn from you. I want you to teach me your ways. He showed me that people by force tried to climb over that door by constantly doing all of these spiritual things. They think that, oh, because I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning and praying, I'm spending time with the Lord, you know, and that's good. It's good. But the Lord showed me that there's more than that. There's more to that. He wants a deeper relationship. And how do you get that deeper relationship? And I'm going somewhere with this is you don't climb that door where you're supposed to knock and allow Jesus to open the door until you come in. I am here. I've been waiting for you. You know, you take it by force because as I was saying, you go and you get up in the mornings and you're praying and you're doing all of this spiritual hoopla, if you will. But in the natural, you lack walking in love. You lack the fruits of the spirit, whether it be at home or at work. And nowadays, the our normal, it's now at home, you know, and the Lord showed me that. And so it's very significant to the word that he gave me about the spiritual lock-in. Because guess what, guys? We're locked in at home with our families. The very people that can get under our skin, the very people that we tend to not walk in love with because we want to put on this front in front of other people when we go to church on Sunday. Oh, I love you, sister so-and-so, or hey, brother so-and-so, and you give them a, a warm, just hearty hug. But then when you get home, there's there's strife and there's there's just bitterness or there's this elephant in the room that's not being addressed because you don't want to offend someone. But then you have unforgiveness in your heart. You know, it's all of that. So the Lord says, he said, stop it. In other words, just stop. Spiritually lock yourselves in and stop forcing your way and trying to climb over the door that I'm supposed to open for you. Because if you're in strife, if you're in unforgiveness, hey, I'm not going to open the door for you. So stop forcing yourself, you know? So when he showed that to me, I honestly, it was like, Lord, show me more, show me more. What does this mean? Because it was, it was a strong word. It brought me to tears because this is Jesus we're talking about. And he's saying, you're forcing your way. What is there to force when he is such a loving God, you know, when you can just come to him with an open heart? First of all, it's pride. It's pride. That's why you're forcing your way through because you don't want to relinquish that. You're still in pride. Bottom line. Wow. Um, in other words, Liz, he said it's time to get real. Yes. Let's, let's quit playing church and acting like we're Christians and showing everybody our good side when I know what's really happening. Mm -hmm. I know the truth about the matter mm -hmm. and I am ready for my people mm -hmm. to get real. You know, think about it. Churches all around the U.S. are shut down. We have Resurrection Sunday coming on, um, coming this, this upcoming Sunday on April 12th. And churches are shut down. We can't gather together as, as one body and worship and praise the Lord. But you know what happens on, on Sunday usually, though? You have everybody, some, for some folk, that's they one Sunday they're going to come. 
you know, yeah. they're going to come on Easter Sunday. And then we all come and, and praise God as we should. But real, in reality, we know we're not trying to change our lives. No. We ain't trying to, to truly live for him. No. And we say the right things. Mm-hmm. We appear you know, the Bible says having a form of godliness, mm-hmm. but denying the power thereof. And we talk about that. We um, act like we're the church. We act like we're these good Christians, but the Lord sees our heart and mm-hmm. he wants us to get real with him. He has put us in a position to where we have to face reality. Mm-hmm. Can we live with our husband Mm. or sister or brother Mm. or children? I've always said your husband, ladies, I'm sure many of you can agree with this. Your husband can make you the happiest, but they can also make you the maddest. Hey, watch it. Watch it. I said we got to be real here. (laughs) (laughs) And so now here we are day in and day out. Many people are being laid off. Many people are, yeah. whether they were working, now they're forced to go home because now they don't have a, a job to yeah. go to anymore. They don't have a place of escape to go, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now they're having to deal with the realities of their household, the realities yeah. of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, and this, this is going to make you um, really show who you really are. You show your yeah. true colors. You know, in your marriage, there's a lot of times, as we were saying before, you just go and you don't deal with certain issues. But now that elephant is staring at staring you right in the face, that issue there. And a lot of times we just never mind things and just say, ah, I'll deal with it later. And me and Aisha in our own marriage, we would um, we would go sometime, maybe some weeks, not dealing with something. I may get on her nerves, she's getting on mine. True. And then we just kind of like just throw off the gloves and just say, okay, let's, address just, deal, this let's elephant. just deal with this. Let's deal with this. I'm tired of it. You know, and so now, talk. yeah, <laughs> and so... Yeah, it's tired of walking on eggshells, just tired of dealing with things. So hey, you got to deal with this. And a lot of times, well, sometimes people go, I don't know, months, years without dealing with stuff. And so now people's jobs, you're not getting the income that we would normally get. Um, you can't get necessarily the food that we would normally get. Toilet paper, another story that we can't get. You know, you got all these things that are, are basically hindering your life that would go as smoothly or normally as it would before and so now we're all at a standstill all at a standstill where we have to deal with these situations in our in our lives in our marriages in our homes spiritual lock-in get everything that needs to to be handled in our lives with our relationships with one another get it handled now yeah what's going to happen you know later on we don't know but now we have an opportunity to get these things right with our with our spouses, with our children and our families. Our mothers, our fathers, yeah. our sisters, our brothers, whoever. And, and with the, the Lord, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure people that are, that may not know the Lord, are not as close to the Lord or maybe backslidden, they really like, man, we should look at our lives like, man, I, I, I should I should have done this or I should have done that. We don't want this opportunity to pass. And look at it as an opportunity, not as something that's just, oh, it's so, so gloom and doom. Yeah, but as an opportunity, yes, a reset. We talked about the factory reset, the mm-hmm. default and all that. Use this time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that scripture that, that uh, Liz was referring to when she said the Lord showed her about how they try to take it by force. 
that scripture was John chapter 10. Um, I'll read it, but I think it's, it's really good because it backs up what the Lord told her. You know, anytime the Lord, the, the Lord gives you a word, it should be backed up by scripture. If you can't back it up by scripture, you need to just throw it away. Throw it away. Because that's how people get off and get into trouble. It must be backed up by scripture. And here's what that word says. We're in John chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. That's that trying to take it by force. That's that trying to get in a different way. He says, But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opened it, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. That is good. He calleth his own sheep by name and leads them out. So that means, what is that, what is that saying? That no matter whatever comes, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. This is the first of many things to come. Especially in the U.S., we, we have been a wicked nation. We, we used to be a nation that called on the name of God, but now we have turned our backs on him. Yeah, we know what we've done. And I'll let you know if you don't. Abortion, same-sex marriages, changing the laws of God, trying to make our own way, trying to make our lives as we're better than God, trying to prove that we don't need God. Yeah. Like, we really messed up. Yeah. And even myself— when you mess up and you know what's right, that's that. That's what that really disappoints our, you know, your parents, and that that really brings upon um, some heartache. You really, you may have a, a leg to stand on if you didn't know, if you didn't start out in Christ. And me being uh, born in a family that knows the Lord, a, a PK, as they say, I know what's right, and I willfully sinned. I willfully did that. And if you're willfully doing that, and which America has done, there's going to be greater judgment. Yeah. Yeah. It says, verse three again, to him, the porter opened it and the sheep hear his voice and he called his own sheep by name and leaded them out. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. He goes before them three weeks, three weeks before this shelter in place here in Houston. The Lord spoke to Liz and said, spiritual lock in. We had no idea that we were going to be a shelter in place. Wasn't even on the horizon. What? We've never had a lockdown before. What are you talking about? It's like a ghost town where you go out and drive. It's like, what is going on? You know, businesses are shut down. Churches are shut down. Just everything. It's it's eerie in a sense, mm. you know, because it's not something we've ever experienced. But the Lord said that he goes before them and, the, and my sheep follow me. In other words, he is going to lead you. He's going to lead you out of it. He's going to show you the way. And guess what? Guess what he said in John chapter 14? I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father but by me. We can't want and get the things of God by not coming through Jesus. You have to go through Jesus to get to the father. And then there's that eternal life. And then there's that peace. You know, the Bible says in John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Well, you can't experience that if you don't know him. Mm -hmm. You can't experience that. I've been hit in the type of position I'm in. We've been hit with so many different things. So many different things. It seems like every single day there's something else different. And it's a difficult thing, a difficult season to go to. But my heart is not troubled. You know? 
I can't tell you how many times the Lord either has given me a dream. Now, I'm not a dreamer like Liz. Liz is a dreamer, y'all. And the Lord gives her dreams. And these dreams be right on. Don't try to go and not live right because the Lord going to give Liz a dream. And then he going to spill all your beans out. And then it's going to be like, oh, man, trust me. We've all been there, okay? <laughs> we get that call from Lizette. Um, you know, I I had a dream, and and you know, the Lord really put you on my heart, and you're just like, oh gosh, <laughs> what did He reveal? But He does that because He loves us. He does. He loves us, and He wants to be the one to lead us and and guide us, and to make sure that we are free and that we stay free. And the only way we can stay free is living in him and walking in him. I'll finish the last verse and I'll uh, head it over back over to Liz to see if she has any other things to say. But it says verse four and five. And when he put it forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice and the stranger they will not follow. Who is that stranger? The devil and the stranger, the, the, the fear, the fear. The, the, the doubt, the, the fear, the unbelief, that stranger, they will not follow, but will flee from him. But they know not the voice of strangers. They know the voice of the Lord. Further down, it says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you hearing his voice or yeah. is it clouded? Yeah. Which voice are we hearing? You know, we got the the fear voice, the CNNs, the even the Fox News, the, the news media. We're hearing that voice, a lot of us. But the spiritual lock-in would say we would hear the Lord's voice. Mm -hmm. Amen. And for the record, y'all, I don't enjoy being a dreamer. <laughs> no? I don't, I don't enjoy. Well, let me, let me, let you me. You better watch out. Yes, yes. Lord, forgive me. I Let me uh, rephrase that. I don't like being in people's business <laughs> or calling them out on their business. Um, but I will say, y'all, concerning that, um, the Lord just really impressed on my heart right now just to share as well that don't go seeking for it either. You know, um, whatever gift the Lord has for you, he has for you. He will give it to you. That It's not something that you can purchase. It's not something that you can just call on yourself and say, oh, yes, I have this gift. You know, no, you have to know from God that it is something that he has given you. So I, I share that to, to say or to just really emphasize that it's not something that I go seeking. I don't lay down and expect for the Lord to give me dreams. I don't ask him to give me dreams. It's just something he does, something he has chosen to do. It's the way he speaks to me, you know, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. May not always be what I expect. It may not always be this beautiful thing, but in itself, because it comes from the Lord, it's always a beautiful thing, you know? And um, I will also go on to say that with this whole spiritual lock-in, allow the searchlight of the Lord to just search your inner, innermost secrets, to just reveal the, the ugly truth that is within yourself. Stop pretending to be something you're not, you know, that you're, you're, you're hard or you're loving for that matter when you're really not, <laughs> you know? So just allow the Lord's searchlight to really search you, to, to reveal to you the ugly truths about yourself. 
um, not so that you can condemn yourself or allow others to condemn you or anything like that. No, no, no. But that you may go before him and say, wash me, Lord, cleanse me, Father, for I am, I am your temple. This is where you dwell. You dwell in my heart. I am the temple. Wash me, cleanse me, do with me what you will. And I think with that. Wait. Okay. Go I ahead. had a, um, a scripture that was piggybacking, piggyback off of the John, was it John 10 you said? Yeah, that was John 10. And in the earlier uh, verses, um, I can't remember all of what it just said, but um, while you were speaking on that, I thought of Revelations 3.20. And this helped me immensely when I decided I'm going to give my life to the Lord fully. Um, it says, Behold, and we're talking about this door, right? Mm -hmm. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If mm -hmm. any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. And then also in 21, it says to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. Like Jesus overcame as well and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord says is saying to the churches. And so when we allow the Lord to, hey, we all at home now, right? Allow him in. He wants to come and he wants to dine with us. We've been talking about dwelling and, and we also dine together. The Lord wants to dine with us. He wants this to be something that we, like she says, you know, search life, search our innermost mm -hmm. being, put That's away good. all those things that we have. We've, um, this facade that we go out in the yeah. day, you know, in our work and on, on our jobs. When I was younger, I would put on a facade in school. That wasn't who I was at home. My parents knew it. So when you can put those things away, even children, you're at home. You're at home, teenagers, you're, you're at home. We can put away, we can start a reset and allow the Lord to come into our hearts and just to dine with him. Just be, just be real. We, you know, we talk about you need to be real. You ain't real. We talk about that. Just be real with the Lord. Allow him to sit down with you at your table and dine. And just fellowship with him and get mm -hmm. to know him. And then from that, he will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things and guide us in all truth. Mm -hmm. And from this, we can come out stronger. We won't be weak if we're a lukewarm Christian. We won't be quiet. We won't. We'll stand up. We'll have a backbone. And in the days ahead, we're going to need a backbone. And later on, I'm sure we can get into talking about what we'll need to do to stand in the days ahead because they're, they're coming mm -hmm. the days ahead that means that something's coming mm -hmm. and so we will need to stand but now let the lord dwell in our hearts let us sup and dine with yeah. the lord that is what he wants to do in this spiritual lock-in that is so good and what better season to do it than this passover season yeah. we're Perfect in it opportunity. now every ladies and gentlemen it's here jesus didn't come to condemn he said i came to save the lost I came to seek and save the lost, and that is still his motive today. Jesus, our Passover, is searching for you. He is calling on you. This is the time. This is the season. Call upon the name of Jesus. Have the blood wash you and cleanse you and cover you from any plagues that's to come. Call on Jesus, our Passover. Mm -hmm.